femininity is powerful in all its forms, exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring. And this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and my guest today is Polina Storojuk. Polina is a HMC Project Scholarship Program winner to go study for two years in a British independent school, and she was also a Flex finalist of 2022. Polina organizes different projects for youth with other teenagers as she is a member of LEAP, platform. One of their most recent projects was a plogging event, which is a combination of jogging and picking up litter in their local park. Paulina enjoys reading, volunteering, and to develop herself in every way, as well as playing table tennis and volleyball. Paulina had to evacuate to Poland due to the war in Ukraine, and she studied in a Polish school for four months. She took part in various competitions there and even won a table tennis championship in Warsaw, where representatives of multiple schools. Paulina, how are you today? Hello. I'm really excited for this interview. I'm happy. Thank Thank you. I'm happy. I'm honored. And I'm very curious to know you more to know about your evolution because you're in a period of life where you evolve and a lot of things happen. So if your friends, both the ones from Ukraine as well as the new friends from England, would describe your personality, what would they say? And would they say something different? Mm, I think that both my friends in England and in Ukraine would say that I am industrious because they know that um, I really like academics and uh, I have uh, high ambitions. So uh, I set up high ambitions for myself and work for it, uh, especially uh, if it is about uh, academic life, school or university. Um, Also, I think that... um, they would say that I'm outgoing. Uh, maybe I'm not so communicative um, in the beginning, but then I'm really fun. And uh, yeah, I enjoy spending uh, my time with friends. So uh, in England, we have a lot of different activities uh, to do with uh, my friends. For example, we went ice skating last week. And we went to bowling two weeks ago. So uh, we have a lot of opportunities to get to know each other better and get on with each other well. I like that. And I have so many questions. But you said at first you're not communicative. Does it mean you have like a serious poker face? And so when you went to England, some people were thinking, oh, my God, this girl looks so angry and serious all the time even if you're not. Yeah, actually, it is a precise description of what people say to me. Uh, I don't know why, but I seem very serious in the beginning. But then I'm just like really outgoing, uh, 
I went to make so much fun and yeah, just hang out with my friends. But at first, I maybe not so open, but actually, I just like to know and to meet new people because uh, you get to know people, especially when I'm in England from um, different countries uh, with other traditions, uh, languages, and it's really cool to just be in this international community. Thank you. And then to understand you even further, when you meet new people, have you ever had that experience of feeling instant chemistry with someone where you feel like you know them for a thousand years, like from a previous reincarnation, and you feel comfortable from the first second? Or do you need to observe, you need more time, and therefore the activities and the outings, etc., are necessary for you to form anything that could be called a friendship? I need to observe at first in most cases. But for example, I have one girl here. Uh, her name is Sofia. Uh, she's also an HMC scholar, uh, but she's from Moldova. And uh, we really got on with each other. And also I have a friend here, Greta. She's from Germany. I learned uh, German. So we also speak with each other sometimes in German. And um, we're really like soulmates. So yeah, sometimes like I have these friends that uh, I got on with uh, them at first sight. And yeah, that's really cool. Thank you. And how could you explain, since you're someone into studying, into academics, what is your explanation of that soulmate connection? Because it seems to be something beyond the explainable i think that um i have just similar values with these people uh, and also i really appreciate people who know uh what they're doing in life and uh like they know that they need to work uh for what they want to achieve so um, i think that yeah uh common values um maybe common interests, but sometimes when we have uh, different interests, it's even more interesting um, because you get to know people who have uh, different views from you and uh, you can just understand how um, they think about something. So I think that common values uh, is the most important thing. Thank you. And I know, and you said that one of your most important values is academic exploration, academic success, you're ambitious, you're industrious. What are the biggest reasons or the motivations that you have that push you forward in this when there is a day where you don't really feel like it, where it feels so hard? How do you keep going? What do you think about? What do you remember? How do you motivate yourself in those days? Uh, I really thank my parents uh, for this quality that they have developed in me because um, they always uh, read books to me. They try to um, 
teach me some new things and always encouraged me to um, move forward and to um, just yeah, study and explore the world. But there wasn't a pressure for me to just, you need to get good grades, uh, you need to be the best at school or something like that. No, just the encouragement to self-development um, and uh, that it gives a lot of opportunities because uh, if you develop yourself, you then uh, it is easier for you to uh, get on with each other, to uh, find new opportunities for yourself. And even that I came to England, it's also because uh, uh, of my parents, actually. Uh, I found out about this program last year. And when I applied for it, I um, really didn't know if uh, I would um, just cope with it because uh, the application was really big and I needed to write an essay. But my mom said that, uh, like, just try it. Um, nothing will happen if you uh, don't get in, but just try and like maybe it's your destiny and yeah <laughs> as you see now i'm in england so uh, i'm really grateful for that i'm happy for you about that and so to ask you then you said that developing oneself leads to more opportunities one other youth do they realize this do they understand it and if you could explain it in other words what is the meaning of someone developing themselves and what kinds of opportunities would they or could they expect? As for me, developing uh, myself is to uh, get out of your comfort zone and um, just try out new things. Uh, try if um, you are capable of anything new. Um, because... Um, you know, when you just um, try a lot of new things, then you realize that you have maybe talents in um, other fields or that um, um, you can do anything in your life. So uh, I think that it's uh, getting out of your comfort zone. Uh, and uh, I think that teenagers um, realize this, maybe not all of them, but my friends uh have the same values as me so yeah they are also really industrious and hardworking. um but i think that maybe they will understand it um later or some of them just uh don't think that it is possible to uh, get such opportunities uh maybe uh we're not told a lot about it um you know childhood or we just didn't have an example of people who can achieve this. Because, for example, if I um, didn't know a girl who was an HMC scholar, I wouldn't think that I can study in a British school for two years. So, yeah, I think that um, like your acquaintances, your surroundings are really essential in getting new opportunities. Thank you. And since you're surrounding yourself with industrious people all the time do you need really to speak to them in order to figure this out that they're your kind of person or are you able to detect in their energy 
in that fire in their eyes that there's someone ambitious, motivated, living life in an exciting way where they're out of their comfort zone, or that's more difficult to do. So it's important for you first to have conversations with them before you know what type of person they really are. I think I can just uh, start a conversation and then like in the first seconds, I can realize uh, if uh, we'll get on with this person. Uh, Yes, I don't know. I like always had this feeling uh, when I um, just start a conversation with someone and then we became friends. So yeah, I reckon that... um, it's more about intuition and seeing your soulmate. Thank you. And I would like to know, I know it's a difficult topic, but how was that day of the invasion, February 24th for you? How did you hear about the larger scale war, about the bombs? Did you believe it at first? Did you not believe it? Tell me the story of what happened how you felt, as well as the evacuation to uh, Poland and what you experienced and throughout the journey? Uh, Thank you for this question. I think that it is really important to tell others about uh, our experiences during the war. Um, The 24th of February was really the worst day of my life, and I'm not exaggerating right now. Um, I live in Rivne. Uh, it is reckoned to be a quite safe area, but um, on the 24th of February, I was really scared because um, we had m- missile strikes um, in the whole of Ukraine. Uh, there were queues uh, in the shops, uh, in the petrol stations. I was really scared, and uh, my brother lives in Poland, so... Uh, on the 25th of February, we decided with my parents that I go to Poland. Um, they stayed in Ukraine um, and we stayed on the border, on the Ukrainian-Polish border for like two days. And in these two days, um, I walked on foot because uh, we uh, were ra- driving in the car but there was a uh, 30 kilometers uh, queue there. So it was uh, really difficult to uh, just stay there for a lot of days. So we went on foot. Um, I said bye to my father, to my mom, and came to Warsaw. And I stayed there for nearly five months. Yeah, it was really difficult uh, because I didn't see my parents. And um, so now, actually, I just got used to it, uh, that I don't see my parents, so I don't feel homesick. And actually, I don't know if it is unfortunately, unfortunately, but I uh, had to become more independent um, and had to, like, I think that as all the kids in Ukraine to grow earlier, and now my region is reckoned to be quite safe, but I live near Belarus and um, I know that Russians uh, come to Ukraine uh, also through Belarus. So 
we are really afraid of uh, an next escalation of war. Uh, my dad is, uh, is in a territorial defense, so I don't know what to think. I will just pray that uh, we don't have the next phase of war. And with this mobilization, it's really scary. So, yeah, on holidays, I think that I will stay in Poland. I will fly from London to Poland and I won't go to Ukraine because uh, it is not safe. I'm worried about my parents, about my family, but I just hope that everything will be fine. Yeah, I believe in our army and I know that we will win, but it's, I don't know when, but I believe that we will win. Thank you so much, Paulina. It sounds very emotional and all I can say is Slava Ukraini. Heroyam Slava. Thank you. And so what is your plan nowadays? What are your future goals? Did they evolve and change a lot because both of this scholarship as well as that the war is now maybe seven months in, etc.? What would be your ideal goal, ideal future next steps? Um, actually, I'm not so sure right now what I want to do with my life, but um, I study politics, economics, and geography here. So I think that I will go to university and I will study um, some of these fields, maybe economics. Um, I want to represent Ukraine and I do this here. I just want to tell others about what is going on because, uh, well, of course, people read the news, but as I'm Ukrainian, I know how it is in reality, um, how people cope with it and uh, what people need to go through in order to just be safe and understand that that they will be alive. So, yeah, my mission here is to be an ambassador of my country. So uh, I hope that, um, yeah, I will do this in the future as well. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that I don't have such specific plans for my future. I think that it's more like an improvisation. Um, just to live in the moment and see what will happen next. I agree, and I believe in you, and I wish for you all the success and more. And so how would you describe, you know, moving um, to England? Did you notice any culture shock things, any things that were so different compared to Ukraine that they stood out to you? Tell me about some of these things, if they exist, or if not, how similar is are the people in England to Ukrainians? Uh, yeah, actually, um, we have a stereotype in Ukraine that all British people are so serious, so conservative. Uh, but in fact, when I came here, all people are so nice, lovely, they're really outgoing. Um, you just, um, I don't know, you can speak with anyone. You can just start talking with anyone because they are also uh, communicative and open. 
also uh, what um, I have seen and what I've heard um, is that they always use your name. Like, for example, they always say, hi, Paulina, hi, Louisa, hi, Greta. So, yeah, they really pay attention to details. Um, and British tea is popular. <laughs> uh, it is really tasty. What can I say? And um, But actually, people tend to drink more coffee. <laughs> yeah. Is the coffee as good as in Kiev? Unfortunately, I didn't try coffee in Kiev, but uh, I like coffee here. Thank you so much, Polina. This was such an enriching conversation. I encourage you to keep going. Thank you for participating, and I wish you a brilliant day. Yeah, thank you for this interview. Thank you for the invitation. I'm really excited that uh, I had an opportunity to uh, share my experience, share my knowledge and some of stories in my life. Uh, thank you for this podcast.